Hey guys, welcome back to Shades of Strong, where Nadia and I engage in meaningful dialogue about all the things that shake me and sometimes break the strong black woman. I'm Cheryl, you know that by now. And of course, I am here with Natty, the one who holds me down when I can't hold <laughs> up. Hey, Natty. What's up, girl? Hey. <laughs> I'm hanging in there, which is about par for the course in this time of COVID. I know, girl. Are you still out here living your best quarantine life or no? I'm I'm trying to get my best quarantine rest, but yeah, that's about I it. I know, girl. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I have to say that it is exhausting, but it is. It is. But we are still yet. But we're here. On. We are still yep. yet holding on. So how are things looking in Virginia? Are y'all still sheltering at home? Or y'all, y'all is it kind of easing up a little bit? Yeah, they, I think, as a matter of fact, it was today that they started like, uh, I guess they're calling it phase one of like reopening stuff. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going anywhere different. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to wait and see how these numbers look and all that before I'd be trying to go all kinds of non-essential places. But yeah. That's what I said. I said, I'm going to let everybody else go out here in the world, see what's going to happen to them. And then <laughs> they they keep saying, what do they say? It keeps going, it's peaking or the line has flattened or some 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 terms they're using. But when I know with certainty that that is what ha- was happening, then I will go about my regular life. But until then, yeah, no, I can't do it. Mm-mm. It's pretty much just the grocery store and the gas station. Exactly. That's pretty much. <laughs> and the Starbucks that has the drive through because there is a Starbucks that has a drive through And so I have treated myself a couple of times, but any place else? No. Nah. And when I say grocery, I do mean also Target because Target is essential. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are things that you're going to need, you know, so you're going to do that. But anything outside of that, Natty, I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. I just, just haven't I been can't. doing it. have not been doing it. Can't do it. Cannot, will not, shall not. All right. More All right, guys. Not. Listen, we are about to get into our conversation for tonight. But, be- but before we do that. Make sure that you are following us on all social media platforms at Shades of Strong. Check out our website, shadesofstrong.com. You can send us an email. You know, y'all know the drill. Hi at shadesofstrong.com. All of that stuff. And we certainly hope that you guys are continuing to take care of yourself during this Mm -hmm. pandemic that we are in. We realize that it is a stressful situation for everybody. And then for Black people, there is an added stressful situation. And I say that because I continue to hear people say, Natty, that we're in this thing together. But I think you and I yeah, have said but, um, so many times that our experiences are not the same. Because in my own personal opinion, I think white people are battling the pandemic, but black people are battling racism and the pan- pandemic simultaneously. So our experiences are definitely not the same. So to all my brothers and sisters out there, do what you got to do to survive. Yeah, really, really and truly. It's, you see one thing or it's, it's funny because you see or hear one thing from one source, mm-hmm. one media source, and then you see something completely different right. um, from a different media source. And so just the disconnect between people dying in hospitals and stuff and 
on these being on these ventilators and all this, and then people protesting because they want to go get their hair cut is just a little bit much for me. So I'm like, yeah, I just I've been trying to take as much of a step back as yeah, I you can. Turn I listen you to turn the, the news. Off. You got to yeah. turn that off. I listen to the I listen to the uh, an NPR uh, news podcast on uh, on Spotify, and it just gives you like basic news updates. Mm-hmm. You know, no opinions, no anything like that. It's like, this is what happened today, or that happened, or oh, this thing over here happened, and then I'm done. Right, good, because you you do have, you do you need to protect your peace, and you need to protect your emotional sanity and your, yes. and your mental sanity, all of that. So, yeah, because this is traumatic. This it is so <laughs> traumatic. I feel like I say this every day, but I was just telling a friend of mine today that I don't even know why it's so exhausting because I don't go out of the house a lot. I don't, I don't gather with people a lot. It's, it's usually just me and my kids for the most part, but I don't know why that this is really taking a toll on me, but we're hanging in there though. It's taking a toll on everyone because it's not just about, you know, cause yeah, we, we spent a, several weeks really on like heavy lockdown. Like I would go out once a week to get my groceries. And then it's like, I wasn't doing, you know, I wasn't one of those people that was like being all super productive at home. Forget that. I was literally just eating snacks, binge watching TV and lying in the bed, but I was exhausted. But it's because you're mentally and emotionally feeling the toll that this is taking. That's why everyone's so exhausted. Like your brain is literally trying to process what's going on here. And it's doing this extra work that doesn't normally, it doesn't normally have to do like, Oh my gosh, it's literally in survival mode. Like we, we don't know what's happening next week. And some of the people that, that have gotten laid off or they're wondering if they're going to get a stimulus check or not, or anything like that, their brain is literally trying to, to do whatever it can to help it them survive. And that's work. And that's why we feel so exhausted. I was telling my daughter, to, I usually get up and go, for a walk in the mornings before the sun comes mm-hmm. up and all that, but I didn't do that. I did it maybe one day this week, and I can remember telling her, she's like, Mom, you didn't get up and go walk? And I was just like, girl, I, I just can't can today. <laughs> I have no energy no, to totally can feel that. at all. I, just, I, f- I feel that. I, I get my steps in when I have to go to two, three different stores to find everything I need. I normally walk every day too, and I've, I've, I think I've done it once since March. <laughs> And I was like, oh, dear, I'm like trying to like, I had to peel. That's not true. I've done it actually twice because my husband and I went to the track and field facility on campus where he works and there was nobody there and all that kind of stuff. And he has that. And we walked several times around that indoor track. But yeah, it's just, nope, just (laughs) haven't had the bandwidth. That's why I say that's why I'm telling our listeners, honey, do what you can and what you can't. Don't worry about it. Just just do do not worry about it. This is not the time to be trying to put pressure on yourself or to be judging yourself as if any time really is. But this definitely is not the time. Totally agree with that. So anyway, before this turns into a whole conversation, 45 minutes of COVID-19. Well, it's still applicable because like we said, this is traumatic, right? It is traumatic. And we've been talking about trauma since March. So yeah, it's, it mm-hmm. definitely fits right in. So yeah, Nadia and I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. We hope you're taking care of your families and all of that. So let's get into this week's topic. Last week, we talked about how we unknowingly pass trauma down to our children. This week, we want to follow up that conversation with some things are how you can avoid passing trauma down to your children. Because like we said in last week's episode, there are just just things that we do unconsciously 
not realizing that we are passing our past experiences or the residual effects of our past experiences down to our children. And we're not going to recap that in this episode. If you missed it, it's episode eight. Check it out and then come back and check this one out. So yeah, my question for you, Natty, because you know I always start with you because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> just right off the noggin, what do you think is the most important thing we can do to keep from passing trauma down to our children? Just based on what I've been learning about myself over these last several years, I think the most important thing that we can do is name what's happening. We can identify it. We can say it out loud. We can say, this happened. This is happening to me, or this has happened to me, or this went wrong, or someone caused this sort of distress to me, whatever. We need to be able to actually say it. I realized that for most of my life, I wasn't I wasn't doing that. I think we've talked about that in one form or another over the past season and a half, how we just keep things bottled up and we keep things to ourselves. But we've also discussed at length all the reasons why that really isn't healthy for us. So yeah, we've got to be able to actually say the thing and not allow it to become an elephant in our mental room. I think that's the most important thing because we can't even talk to anyone about what's going on if we can't say what's going on. So um, yeah, and with the things like this and, and, and other traumatic things, we may need help processing stuff through therapy if we can afford it or if we can access it or through other means. But yeah, I think that's the most important thing. We've got to start with actually being able to say the thing. I do think that it's of utmost importance to acknowledge that the thing happened along those same lines, not just saying saying that it happened, but talking openly to your children about the thing that happened. Now, I'm not saying you got to go and tell them, you know, go, go into extensive detail about it. But I think when when they're old enough and responsible. When they're old enough, oh, definitely. Yeah, when they're old enough and responsible enough to handle the truth and everything that came along with that truth that you need to be, you need to share that with your kids. I'll use myself for an example. I can remember there was a time in my life where I absolutely could not stand to be touched by anybody. Don't try to hug me. I just didn't do that whole touchy-feely thing. And so I can remember my son reaching, he hugged you. Like we were just in my bedroom sitting down talking and the kids were in there and we were just, you know, just having a conversation and he reached over to hug me and I was like, no, don't do that. And so he did it anyway. <laughs> and I just bawled like a baby. I mean, I cried, I boohooed, I sobbed because for me, it felt like he was invading my, you know, I guess like my inner being, I felt like I was being invaded at that time. And he didn't understand why I was crying. And so later on, I had to go back and explain to him because he was old enough at the time. He was an adult. I had to go back and explain to him that, that what happened that caused me to respond that way. So I think in order for us to keep from passing that trauma down to our children, we have to be willing to have an open and honest conversation with them about some of the things that we've experienced from even even if even if it happened in in childhood, we have to be able to express to them. And that way they understand why mom is responding the way that she's responding. I, my oldest son is you know, in his 20s. And um, I noticed that 
when he was a teenager, I was pretty open with him about different things that happened to me when I was his age. But I also noticed that the things that I was open with him about were things that I had already been able to kind of going back to what I was saying about being able to to identify it. I would they were things that I had already been able to talk to someone else about, whether it was a peer or um or another or an adult or whatever. If it was not something that I had shared with anyone, it wasn't something I was sharing with him. And so I, I yeah, it's it's only gonna be to the degree that you're comfortable with whatever the reality is of the situation that you'll be able to share that stuff with your children so yeah we you know just for me i know that there have you know through my life there have definitely been things that i didn't want anyone to know about and they were they you know they were traumatic things and i'm like oh dear god that's but i'm still carrying that because I haven't articulated it to anyone. So yeah, I noticed the the pattern with the things that I was able to be open with him about were things that I had already been open about somewhere else. My first, I guess, shoulder or ear, not shoulder, but my first ears that I'm sharing the harder things with, those first ears aren't my children. Those are other, those are peers or other people my age or someone that can, or someone older that can help me. Because that they can hopefully give some perspective that I need or just, mm-hmm. you know, something. Because you don't, I don't want your child to become your therapist. Right. Absolutely not. I don't want that. So, and you don't yeah. want to traumatize your child. If that's your first time sharing it out loud, then here you are falling apart and your child doesn't know why. And so now you're about mm-hmm. to pour all of this information into his cup. That could traumatize right. And you definitely don't, you don't Don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. So I think it's very important. I hadn't even thought about that before you said, although I've never, before I shared anything with my children, I had shared it with other people first, but I think it's very important that you pointed that out because we, we don't want to traumatize our children and we don't want them to become our therapist or our counselor because that is not their responsibility. That's not their responsibility. That's Exactly. That's a, job. That's Their job is to be a kid, you know? Absolutely. So you want to be careful about how much information you're pouring onto them. And you want to make sure, which is going to take me to my next point, that you've done your work, like Natty was saying. Like, don't don't make your child the first person that you pour that trauma out onto. Make sure you've already spoken with somebody else. And that goes back to the thing that I also wanted to say in order to keep from keep from passing our trauma down to our children, that we we have to have done our work. So before you can go, not before you can go, but to keep from passing that trauma down, then you got to heal yourself. You've got to do the work to heal yourself. In order to do that, you've got to admit, like Natty said a few minutes ago, you've got to admit that there are some places in me that need attention. And so we have to get to a point where we're not ashamed to say the thing happened and whatever the thing was, give voice to that thing and give feeling right. to that thing. You can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to speak it and you can't be afraid to, to feel it. And I'm not saying you got to go pouring your, pouring your heart out to some random person. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying find someone that you trust. Be Maybe that's can a therapist. Um, maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's a best friend, whomever it is. But in order to keep from passing trauma down, ladies, 
we have to do the work because like we've said a number of times before hurt people hurt people right and i know i know that i know how cliche that sounds but that's the reality when you true. deal with the stuff that's going on internally that stuff spills over into yeah. into your kids lives into your it, it, Honestly, anybody that you come in contact with, honestly, yeah, they yeah. can get it. <laughs> like, They're gonna catch real, it. They really they are. are at some point or another. They are going to catch it. So we have to deal with the residue of the thing that happened, and that's not always easy. But in order to move forward, in order to keep from spilling spilling this trauma onto our innocent children, we have to deal with the thing. You know, and that's and it's it's honestly not easy. I know honestly for me, it took a number of traumatic events to happen in my life before I got to the point where I said, you know what, it's time for me to start unburying some of this stuff and start dealing mm-hmm. with it. You, it took a number of things. So, yeah, you got to get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm done. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, and it, I, I feel like I feel like you have to to get to a point where you're where you're broken. I mean, emotionally broken before you realize that something has to change. At least that was my experience, that I had to get to a point where I, where I just, I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to live this life anymore. And mm-hmm. it, it, that, that was a breaking point for me. And that's how I began to do my work. So that, that, that to say this, do the work, <laughs> heal, yeah. your, heal your own stuff. And that way it doesn't spill over into your children's stuff. And we've said this a number of times into your children's lives. And we've said this a number of times as well that, um, dang, what have we said a number of times? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about doing the work a number of times. Yes, we've talked about doing countless the work times. A number of times. It, mm-hmm. and, and we've talked about it not being an overnight journey. Oh, definitely not. Sometimes you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go deep into the woods, and you're gonna be there for a minute. The thing about yeah. healing is that it hurts before it helps, and that's just real. <laughs> like you yeah. are going because you're digging up all of this old pain, and it's it's going to hurt, but eventually you'll come out on the other side of it, and you'll feel better as a result of it. So anyway, heal your stuff so that you don't spill it over into your children's lives. So what else right. you got, Natty? What else do you think we can do? I have a, I have a, I have a few, a few thoughts, and this is just as it relates to me, and maybe this will be helpful for someone, but and I think I was talking about this last week about learning and practicing being a lot gentler with myself. The thing about living in a time of a pandemic is it really doesn't matter like what you're achieving or not achieving. So like if if your way of coping is to achieve a bunch of stuff, like my way of coping in the past has been to achieve, get stuff done and get stuff accomplished or whatever that I wanted to do. If that's your way of coping, then you might be having an extremely hard time right now because stuff is shut down and you're at home. And there is no, there's nowhere for you to go to achieve and there's no one for you to go see to show, hey, look at what I've done. And social media doesn't really cut it, you know. And, I, and I've seen some people like, oh, you know, I've gotten this done, I've gotten that done, I've gotten the other done. And I'm 
thankful to say that I, I am recover I, I'm recovering from that. So I'm that kind of stuff doesn't even impress me anymore. And I have not been able to be that person, even if I wanted to be that kind of person still during this time, I would fail at it because that has not been my experience. So this whole time when we're not able to just kind of get up and go everywhere we want to go and we're honestly too exhausted to do much in the house. Well, what do you think's going on with me? If I'm not binge watching TV or listening to music or podcasts or taking a nap, I'm sitting here, maybe reading, maybe writing, and things are coming up. Things are coming up in my head, thoughts, old memories, old feelings, old hurts, things that I haven't dealt with, things that I still haven't dealt with. And so it's real funny that you know, no matter what you try to do to avoid stuff, if you've got unprocessed grief or you've got unaddressed resentments or hurt or whatever, it's going to come up whether, you know, whether you want it to or not, whether you like it or not. And no matter how much you try to avoid it, it eventually is going to show up. And once it does, you have a choice. Okay, am I going to try and do different things to push it back down or am I going to really deal with it? It's like the laundry, you know, okay, the laundry... (laughs) It's piled up to the ceiling now. Am I going to start it or am I going to make a new pile next to it and watch that pile up to the ceiling? And so you have a choice. And so I've been sitting here making these very not easy choices to think on these things. And it sucks. But at the same time... I was just about to say, and how does that make you feel? It don't feel good because like, I had it pushed down and stuffed away for a reason. Like, I'm like, I don't want to look at this. I don't want to do that. But I was talking to a friend. uh, Actually, it was yesterday, yesterday afternoon. And we were talking about grief. And I was, I mentioned something about how my hips, they, they really hurt sometimes, especially here lately when I go for a walk and it's been that way for about a year or whatever. And she was like, well, we carry grief in our hips. And I was like, what? And she started, she started explaining like things that she's gone through and all this different physical pain and how she went to a chiropractor. She went to a massage therapist, deep tissue massage therapist. And the same, and that person told her that that's what was going on with her. Like, so I'm like, oh dear. I think I'm dealing, I I think I'm being very successful at not facing this stuff. Meanwhile, it's manifesting in pain, physical pain. Yeah, because you're you're carrying the pain in different parts of your body. Because I'm carrying the pain in different parts of my body. So I'm like, okay, so having to like sit with it sucks, but this hip pain is not the move at all. Like this sucks more. So I think I will sit with the stuff and think about it, write some stuff down. That's very uncomfortable. And forgive some people, forgive myself again, but actually really hold this stuff in my hand instead of trying to pretend that it isn't there. So I would like to just offer that up to our listeners. Like if you find yourself feeling very uncomfortable emotionally during this time or if you find yourself sometimes not being able to sleep and your mind keeps turning these certain things over and over in your head that might be those might be some some flashing lights there it's like hey let's let's go ahead and deal with this and it could only you know just like Cheryl said it, it it's going to hurt before it can help but ultimately it can only help you it isn't going to hurt you to face this it's going to help you what's going to hurt you is not facing it 
And I know that I know that's for, for the truth for sure because my hips, my hips don't lie. Like the song says, they really do hurt when they're like, ah, I, they're like they get to where they're almost frozen and I can't move. And it is so painful. It's excruciating. So yeah, and I don't think that's all just sciatica or something like that. There's more to it because I never had any hip problems ever, literally ever. I'm actually t- taking um, some continuing ed- education course in emotional healing. And I, I remember reading up on that, the different parts of your body, depending on what the trauma is, different parts of your body holds that trauma. Mm. I know we think that, or maybe some of us think that trauma does not affect us physically, but it does. Trauma manifests, oh, it does. Ma- manifests itself in so many different ways. I know when I'm stressed out, about whatever, I get so much tension in my necks and my shoulder and stuff. And so that is not just reserved for your neck and your shoulders. That stress moves all over your body. The stress from that trauma moves all over your body. So you have to be very, very careful about that because what will happen is you land yourself in a hospital because you're not dealing with the emotional stuff that's going on with you. And one, one practice that I haven't done lately, but Several years ago, I used to keep a journal right next to my bed. And on the nights when I couldn't sleep, because you're knowing something is going on mentally if, you, if you're just restless for no reason. And on the nights when I couldn't sleep, I would just grab my journal and just start writing. And whatever mm-hmm. came up, it went down on the paper. And eventually I would write until I felt better or until I, could, until I felt, felt myself getting sleepy. Getting sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, because what I was doing was getting all the stuff out of my head onto paper. So like Natty was saying, if she if she's just sitting there and she's grabbing her journal and things are coming up for her, I guarantee you, Natty, I can't guarantee you because I'm not a professional, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel confident in saying that if you continue to write about it, that that pain in your hips probably will go away. I think that's likely. So I'm I, I would say, oh, I'm more than happy. I'm more than willing to, to do it. I'm not going to say that, but I am going to do it. <laughs> Definitely going to do it because the lesser pain, oddly enough for me, for me in particular, is the, is the emotional pain. The physical pain is definitely worse. Um, Girl, it, when it your just, body aches, it hurts. Oh my God. Your body, oh dear God. When it's not good aches, at all. It is not good. It's like you can't move because you got all this pain trapped somewhere. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do your work, ladies. Do your so, work. Yes, yes. It just can't be overstated. Just do the work for yeah. you. It's going to only benefit you in the end. And it's going to benefit your children as as a result too. Because they're going to see you not carrying stuff like this around. They're going to see you actually dealing with things. Mm -hmm. And they're going to see that it's okay to deal with things. They're going to see you. They might see you crying. They might see you. Who knows? But they'll know that it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be upset. And it's okay to, to express your emotions when you're feeling those things. And that's going to help them in the long run. Right. Because you, the last thing you want to do is leave a legacy of pain. You do not want to leave that for your children. <laughs> you want, you want to leave them a, an emotional, you want to leave an emotional, healthy legacy. 
And I know a lot of times when people think about legacy, they think about the things that we leave behind. But legacy goes beyond that. Legacy goes beyond the, your live. It goes beyond material things. It has to do, I think, more about your lived experiences and how you responded to those experiences. So what type of legacy do you want to leave behind for your children? It cannot be one of pain. I can't imagine a parent wanting to leave, leave that type of legacy for their children. So Natty and I cannot stress this, this enough. Do the work. Do the work. We're not saying do the work and then just leaving you hanging. We're giving you our own experiences so you can see what the work can possibly look like. If it, what it looks like for me might be similar to what ends up working for you, but we're definitely not just saying, Hey, do the work. And it's like, okay, cool. But what's that? Yeah, exactly. I think I, I know that we have shared some of the, the tools and tips that we experienced ourselves. And if you yep. want to have a conversation yep. about it, we're definitely open to having a conversation with you one-on-one about some of those things. We've definitely shared things over past episodes. We've talked about the kind of work that we did to, to move through forgiveness. And we've talked mm-hmm. about, we've talked a little bit about grief and, yeah. um, but we've definitely shared like some of the, some of the steps that we've taken to do our own work. And Absolutely. so let yeah. that be like a jumping off point for you. Right. And one other thing I wanted to share in regards to not passing, passing trauma down is, y'all know how we talked about family secrets in, I think that was episode two of this season. Y'all gonna have to shake the family tree. <laughs> like yeah. for real, yeah. you're gonna, and, and that's going to mean, it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to mean making some other people uncomfortable. It's going to mean opening Pandora's box. And that shit is scary. Yep. Yep. But there's just, there's no way around it. Like, as a people, we cannot continue to push things under the rug and pretend like things didn't happen when they happen. You know yep. they happen. Absolutely not. So it's time to, to shake the family tree and start letting that pain just fall off piece by piece by piece and start dealing with that pain. And yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, some feelings might get hurt. Yeah, you might lose some friends. And by friends, I mean family members. Some of that may happen. But if you don't do it, not only are you hurting and hindering your growth as a parent, but you are hurting and hindering your child's growth as they grow into adulthood. And then they do the same thing to their children. And that goes Mm -hmm. back to that legacy of pain. We do not want to leave a legacy of pain for our children. That is that is not what we want for our children. I don't believe any parent listening to me today wants that for their children. You cannot want that. No. I just don't believe that. No. I want my children to, to be at peace mm-hmm. and experience all the joy that they can possibly experience. And I want them to feel free. That's what I want for my kids. Absolutely. And I want them to feel safe to be themselves. Right. I agree. So yeah, I think we gave y'all what three things and, and there are there are a whole lot more, but y'all know we on limited time here. But the first thing <laughs> or one of the things I know we mentioned was heal yourself, do your work. The other thing we mentioned was acknowledging that the thing happened. And Natty made a very very important point. Don't let your child be the first person that you have that conversation with because you don't want to traumatize 
the children. What else did we say? And then we did the family secrets. So I think we, we touched on th- three things that you can do to keep from passing trauma down to your children. Did I miss anything, Natty? Let's see. Um, I think we talked about the communication with your kids. Yeah. But not with, not communicating things that you haven't communicated with someone else already. And actually allowing yourself to feel whatever you're feeling. When things come up, don't, maybe don't push them down. Don't, don't try and ignore them. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what we, that's it. I think that's for it. now anyway. Yeah, for now. I'm <laughs> sure some other things will come up as we continue to talk and talk and talk and talk. I'm sure some other things will definitely come up. But I think those the three that we gave you guys, I think are extremely important. Do the work, have a conversation, let your children know why you're responding, what happened that co- that's causing you to respond that way. And shake the family tree. Like for real. Uproot that thing if you got to. Do what you gotta do to to get your healing. Yep. So yeah, uproot it and plant it in a different spot. There you go. Uproot and <laughs> replant. There you go. Yep. There you go. Because at the end of the day, our lives are about the legacy that we want to leave behind. And I don't want to leave a legacy of trauma. Not for my children. Even at, at the age that I am now, I still have work to do and I'm still working on, you know, not passing trauma down to my children. I think I mentioned some things about that in last week's episode. Because it's important to me. The older I get, the more I think about the legacy that I want to leave behind. I just don't want to leave a, a legacy of pain. I just don't. That's not what I want. So yeah, there's that. So yeah. So yeah, we'll be back next week. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And not saying that was a garbage episode. <laughs> oh dear God, no. We don't have any of those. What are you talking about? We do not have any of those. We do not have any of those. But there are some days where there are some times when our thoughts are kind of, you know, all over the place. Because our thoughts are kind of gobbledygook and everything, but yeah. we, everything we do is fire. Jerry, you better <laughs> let them know, Natty. You better let them know. Yes. Because we are real. Like it's, if we were over here trying to fake the funk, then yeah, maybe we would get some yeah, and that's great episodes. But we're over here being real. We're keeping things very, very real with y'all. Um, yeah. Because why do anything else? Why, why even right. be on here talking if we're not going to be real? So yeah, yeah like we what we're sharing with you is our own experience. We do not. We share our actual like experience and um, what how those experiences have affected us, mm-hmm. how we are growing in our own wisdom and resilience and our own um, ability to trust ourselves. And, and we're sharing all that in the hopes that you'll be able to get something that's of value to you so you can do the same things for yourself. And I feel, I feel like we're doing a good job of it because we, we, do, we get the messages. We get, you know, yeah. we see the reviews. And um, yeah. We, we, I think we're doing a good job. And thank you for all the great, all the feedback and the messages. All like the good, those are yeah, amazing. Those are so amazing. We appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Even that one star rating we got, we appreciate that too. <laughs> <laughs> Any podcast worth its salt is going to get those. Yes. So, so we, we appreciate that too. We, we appreciate you guys, you know, listening because, you know, we're here for the constructive criticism as well, or things that you think we can we can improve upon. We're here for all of that. So yeah. So I think that's about it. I think that's all we have for today. We will be back here next week. 
for another dynamic topic. And we hope you guys are continuing to take care of yourself. You got any closing words tonight? No, just just take do the best you can to take care of yourself. Take care of each other. All right, guys, we are out of here. We will see you right back here next week. Like we say every episode, follow us on all social media platforms. Shades are strong everywhere. Take care of you because ain't nobody else going to do it for you. All right, we out. Bye. Bye.